You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, before we get started on the podcast, I wanted to make a quick announcement for Michael McIntyre's new ebook called Tough Times Don't Last, But Tough People Do. This resource is being made available for free, and it's meant to be an encouragement for these times that we're all going through. Here's your chance to refocus, repurpose, and retool yourself to prosper for these times and beyond. Please go visit themichaelmcintyre.com, click the eBooks tab, and get yours absolutely free. This is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hello, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your humble host of the Next Level Podcast. And oh my gosh, am I excited. I say that every week, but I'm really excited today because we've got a special guest here. Beth Jones is an amazing individual, and you are going to be blessed with this interview. I guarantee it. And uh, let me just read a little bit about Beth. Some of you are very familiar with her and her church in Kalamazoo, Michigan, but I want to go over a little bit because this is so important. Uh, Beth Jones, for the past 30 years, Beth has been helping people learn the basics of faith. Come on, through writing, speaking, and co-pastoring with her husband, Jeff. Through the basics with Beth, she and the BWB team are passionate and focused on helping people get the Bible basics to live the joyful life and do eternal stuff. I like that. As an author, Beth has written more than 20 books aimed at helping people get the basics. Over 250,000 copies of her flagship book, Getting a Grip on the Basics, have been sold in America, and thousands more have been distributed in more than 20 foreign languages around the world. Her newest book comes out today. Come on, reinvent, start fresh and Love Life releases today, May 5th, 2020. Little did she know when she wrote it, it would be in, in a time such as this, in the midst of a global pandemic. But thankfully, the book is loaded with God's reinvention strategies for such a time as this. As a great speaker, Beth teaches the basics of down-to-earth, humorous, and practical way through her weekly podcast, and via the Basics with Best TV, which is also aired on Hillsong Channel, CTN, Family Broadcasting Corporation, TBN, NetJet in the Middle East, and on smart TV platforms, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, Fire, Fire TV, Android TV. In addition, she's a regular speaker at Valley Family Church with her husband, Jeff. When it comes to combining writing and speaking to make disciples who make disciples, okay, Beth founded the Basics University. It's a growing online video-based discipline uh, discipleship platform with over 4,500 subscribers. And we're going to get a lot more now, Beth. Come on. Her and her husband, Jeff, are the founders since 1991 and senior pastors of Valley Family Church in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where they minister to thousands of people each week. You got a mega church, baby. Together, they have raised four children and are actively involved in a ministry and are now starting their own, who are now starting their own families. Beth is educated too. I love an educated pastor. She's got a degree from Boston University and uh, she receives her ministry training at the Rima Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So congratulations and welcome to the Next Level Podcast, Beth. 
Hello, Michael. Thank you for that very nice intro, man. <laughs> Come on, sister. You deserve more than that. I could go on for another 20 minutes. Listen, what you and your husband, Jeff, have done up there in Michigan is just phenomenal. Uh, just a little bit, uh, so some of our listeners know, I'm originally from Michigan. Did you know that, Beth? Okay. No, I did not. Yeah. What part? Well, just over there in Grand Blanc, Flint, Michigan area, you know. Uh, okay. And I, 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 I escaped as soon as I could in that area. I joined the Air Force <laughs> and uh, we went to the Air Force right out of high school from there. But uh, my wife and I have been going back there. In fact, our oldest daughter got married on Mackinac Island. I'm sure oh, I know you know oh. where that is. Oh, yeah. uh, we're friends. We're friends with the Musters up there, and it's just beautiful country up there. And and uh, you're on the beautiful side of Michigan. You know, you really are. And uh, Kalamazoo <laughs> yes. is a It's a great. It's a great city. And uh, so yeah. And I want to talk about your book because you know you, this book that you wrote is, is amazing. You know, you start out in the book about telling us about the hard season that you and your family were in, and about how all of us often find ourselves in the gap between our ideal yes. self and our, and our real self. Explain to our listeners what you mean by the gap, because I know we can all relate to at that at different times in our lives. Yeah, no, totally. So really quick, Mackinac Island is the best place in all of Michigan. I'm so glad you're, you're, you guys have been up there and spending lots of time there. That's cool. Fellow Michigan. Yeah. I love yes, it. Yes, yes. Well, Amen. Michael, the gap, I mean, we all know what the gap is, right? It's It's that distance between where we thought our ideal self would be by now and where we actually are in life. And that distance between those two points is the gap. And sometimes I call it the hope deferred makes the heart sick season because we're not quite there yet and we feel stuck. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And now in this particular season, we're all in this global pandemic and all that's going mm. with it. It's a massive crossroads. And it's creating even bigger gaps for people, unexpected gaps, you know, that they yeah. have no plans for. But what I love, and you mentioned it, when I wrote this book, when I you know, began writing it about a year and a half ago, I had no earthly idea, of course, none of us did, where we'd be living now. And But God did. That's the cool part. The Holy Spirit always has something ready to help us. He prepares us for things to come. And so I'm super pumped. I think God's going to help us get a reinvention roadmap to close that gap. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we do here at McIntyre, we've got this thing called next level experience that we talk about people getting into the gap because the gap is where life really is. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's coming from where you're at and wanting to go where you where you want to be, your dreams, your desires, you know, your purpose, so to speak. So a lot of people tell me and I know you hear this too, Beth, is, you know, they're scared stepping out of the boat. Right. right. And, you know, and how do, how do you coach people or how do you explain to people, how do you step out of the boat? I know there's faith, but how do you get past, how do you tell them to get past that fear into that gap? No, that's a great question. I mean, because as we know, you know, if we keep doing what we've always done, we're going to have what we've always had. You know, that <laughs> saying is true. And I think people have to get to a certain threshold of pain, unfortunately, because we mm. don't really move. We don't really take a step until something is so painful and not physically, sometimes it's just that internal frustration. Like I can't take it anymore. So then I make a job shift yeah. or then I change the relationship or, you know, whatever the case might be. So um, it takes faith to do it. Like you just said, but then I think God is so practical and his word is loaded with so much wisdom and step-by-step -step processes. If we just do what he told us to do in his word by faith, of course, um, he, he, comes in and touches it 
and allows us to experience that supernatural life as opposed to just what we could do on our own without him. So true. That's really good because, you know, if we, you know, often as human beings, we want to control things. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is he's in control. Right. And so if we just trust right. in that and step into that place, because, you know, I often say, look, your, your biggest breakthroughs are on the other side of fear. And what yes. you're saying too is coming through that over to that, to that gap to get to where you want to be your ideal self, where you want, where you want that, that real self to be, you've got to step through that fear, you know, and it's, totally. it's not easy. I mean, no, look, it's you and not husband, easy. Yeah, go, go ahead. I mean, well, I, I was just going to say, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask about when you and your husband started this amazing church. I'm sure it wasn't easy to step into that. No, you're exactly right. And, you know, sometimes we have this little saying, we just say, listen, what's the worst that could happen? Because if we don't do it, if we stay here, we're just going to live where we are now. And it may be boring. It may not be fruitful. It may not be the life we want. So the worst that could happen if we take a step of faith to overcome fear, well, the very worst is we could die. But even in that case, we still, it's still a win for the Christian. So if even in the worst case of all, it's still a win, then it kind of frees us up to take a risk and just go for it and see what God does. And, you know, God always comes, that's where, that's where the Lord steps in, I think, as long as we're being led by, you know, faith and not presumption or foolishness, which I know you understand the difference. Um, yes. Then I think God just steps in and he gets the glory and it's a God thing and it's fun. Amen. It really is. And it builds your faith as you have these little wins. I know that sometimes, you know, if you have, have some wins and you have, you know, just stepping into faith and all of a sudden you get little, I think sometimes God will say, Hey, there's a win, there's a win. And you need to acknowledge that quite often though, you know, you know, three months go by or a season goes by and you think, you know, it, where is ever, where is God at? But if you look back, if you kind of, if you kind of re-engineer that and look back where you were and you can see how God carried you through those difficult times and gave you those wins. Yeah. Oh, totally. 100%. And I think you're right. It takes, you know, faith and patience and patience <laughs> is like the one word in the Bible I have wanted to white out many times. <laughs> I get but it. It's I true. get it. it it really doesn't take the patience thing. That's why that hope deferred makes the heart sick thing. I think mm -hmm. is really important because before this COVID thing, we were talking to so many Christians that were in that place of like, you know, they had faith, they were believing God, they were fired up. But because of patience having its perfect work, their hopes were getting dashed and they were getting discouraged. And I just feel like God wants to give us a booster shot of reinvention to not get stuck, but keep pushing into the fulfillment of what what he's ordained and called us all to experience so good so i i've read a little bit about your background and and i you know you're an educated person and you've done really well and t t at one point in your life you wanted to be a dentist is that right <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so <laughs> explain going from a dentist to being this amazing powerful pastor and preaching and being an evangelist and preaching the word out there in basics. Tell us, tell us what that journey was like. Yeah, sure. Well, it's crazy because the last thing in the world I ever thought I would be in is ministry or my husband being pastoring a church. When I was in high school, I wanted to be a dentist. I worked for a dentist. I loved teeth. I wanted to be a dentist <laughs> until I was in college and I was involved with Campus Crusade for Christ. 
And my Bible study leader came over one day and she sat on my balcony. I was the assistant director of this dorm. She sat on my balcony and she read me this little book called, Have You Discovered God's Plan for Your Life? And I thought, mm. yes, I have. Thank you very much. I'm going to be a dentist. But as she <laughs> read this book, <laughs> as she read this book to me and talked about eternal things versus temporal things and what you invest your life in, when she got to the scripture in Romans 10, I'll paraphrase it, but it's basically everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how can they call on him and whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? And, you know, so on. Mm. When she read that passage, for me, it was like time stood still and a voice came out of heaven, so to speak, and said, I interrupt your life to bring you this very important message. You are not going to be a dentist and you're going to be a preacher. And I, I said, God, if you're just looking for preachers, if people can't get saved unless they hear the message and all you really need are preachers, I'll be a preacher, whatever that means. Now, grant you, I have to tell you this part. I was raised Roman Catholic. I was wow. so thankful for my upbringing as a Roman Catholic and getting reverence for God and all. But in my upbringing, women in any kind of ministry were nuns. And I felt in my heart like that was not the plan for me. So I didn't even know what it meant to be a preacher. But wow. nonetheless, God did. And, you know, over the course of time, then he began to lead me, not heading towards dentistry, but heading towards his purposes. That's amazing. We got so much in common. You know, we got Michigan. I was raised Catholic as well. And uh, oh, cool. I remember, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, now look, I wasn't a big fan back then. And, uh, you know, we, my brother and I, we would, we would plot schemes to where we could miss church and we were we had a single mother <laughs> and we just didn't enjoy Father Rob's, you know, Father Rob was 82,000 years old. And his, 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 his homily was kind of a little I bit boring. I <laughs> yes, I know you do, but God bless him. But uh, it's true. It's so interesting. So let me, you, you talk about the quality and quantity of fruit in our lives and really assessing where we are at. What kind of fruit should we all be looking for? Well, I think that's a, that's a great question because when I think about the first words God ever spoke back in Genesis, like he could have said anything. He could have said, hello, mm. humans, welcome to earth. I mean, he could have said <laughs> anything, <laughs> right? But You're he funny. said, be fruitful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think. Thank you. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Like of all mm. the words to say. So that tells us there's this intrinsic God-given desire for fruitfulness. And I think about it as it relates to like spirit, soul, and body. Like spiritually, mm. are things fruitful in my life? Like in my soul, in my mind, my emotions, my will, my relationships, my finances, is it fruitful there? And then in my physical health, in my body, are things fruitful? And I think the Holy Spirit then helps us to zoom in and zero in on an area or two to really cooperate with him to see some fruit produced and close that gap. Good. That's so good. Yeah, I, I often, I, I, when I mentor and coach people, I often, I said, they say, how do you find a good coach? How do you find a good mentor? I said, look for the fruit in their life. Yeah. yeah. So if, they, if they've got good fruit in their life, that's the person you want to, you know, hit your wagon to. So let's talk about the hero's journey that you outline and reinvent. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the ups and downs there? Yeah, totally. In fact, you know, the story in Luke, there's a parable in Luke that Jesus told he talks about the parable of the fruitless tree and he comes mm. to find fruit on this tree. And like after three years, there's no fruit. So he's, he says, well, cut it down. Let's just, you know, forget this tree. It's not working. But then the gardener pipes up and says, no, let's give it one more year. Let's dig around the roots and fertilize and let's see what we can do, which in essence is the hero's journey. It's like 
for the you know for a blockbuster movie or a best-selling movie, there's always that hero, and a mm-hmm. lot of times they're in a season where they feel fruitless, and they've got a big dream and a big problem or a crisis, and they want to save the world or whatever, but they can't get there. They have a massive problem to get there. So then enters the mentor or the guide, like Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid, very <laughs> like, uh, popular movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like, you know, like the, the mentor guy comes in and, you know, helps them with a strategy, with a game plan to, you know, experience the setbacks and then they get a victory and then they experience the big setback and all hope is lost. But then they have to dig really deep to decide, do I want this? Do I really want this or not? Because now mm. it's a game on. And then they go after it and they, you know, hit the victory and get the jackpot and we all live happily ever after. That hero's journey, I think, is really a part of our experience just as Christians and as people. And thankfully, our guide is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And God gives us his strategies to reinvent constantly, to overcome challenges, overcome difficulties, and eventually sort of experience they live, you know, happily ever after type of thing. Right, right. That's really good, you know, because... You know, uh, you also talk about that, you know, there's some con- there's some conflicting messages that we get from Christian speakers and books that shame us for, you know, having wants. You know, why, you know, why is it okay, even important to ask ourselves, hey, what do we really want? Yeah, totally. And and I think as Christians, especially, we're, we're sort of told, you know, God will meet your needs, but not your wants. So then right. we get like feeling guilty about even having any, any wants or desires. However, when we read the Bible, and I know you know this. We read the Bible and we see this word desire and want, you know, loaded throughout the things Jesus said in the Old Testament. So we kind of dig into it in the book and we just talk about how do you identify your heartfelt desires? Like, you know how it says in Psalm 37, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. So it's like he puts the desires in there. So rather than suppress them or say, get thee behind me, Satan, why not ask the Lord how he wants to fulfill those things? And so we spend a lot of time talking about, okay, so here's, I think this is kind of a good example. So like a person might say, you might say to somebody, what do you want? And they say, oh, I want more money. And mm-hmm. but really, if you dig a little deeper, you might find out, well, they don't really want more money. I mean, they want to pay their bills and, you know, buy a new car or whatever. But really their heartfelt desire is the freedom that money will give them. So when they can isolate the heartfelt desire, that's really the place to start when it comes to reinventing because the surface wants aren't always telling the whole story. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It's so true. I mean, you got to dig in there, you know, because we, we all have our knee jerk responses, you know, I want this and I want that. I want to go on vacation. You know, I want peace in the middle East, you know, uh, right. We all <laughs> yeah. want that, right. Everybody wants that. It's a given, but you know, yeah. but really to dig in there, what, what is the, what is the why behind the what? Yeah. Yeah. And totally. so, uh, that's really good. So, uh, you know, and what we do here at McIntyre, we kind of base everything on John 10, 10, right? You know, the enemy came to yeah. kill, steal and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life abundant and life encompasses everything, right, Beth? I mean, it, it does yeah. everything. It, it, it's your physical, it's your spiritual, it's your emotional, it's your mental, it's your financial, you know, it's, it's all those things, you know, yeah. and, and everybody's abundant is different. Let me ask you this, because I know we live in an age of, you know, social media, right? We got, you know, you've got a beautiful website. Y'all should go check that out, too. Go check out the website. Uh, it's amazing. Your church is beautiful. And so, but we, we all have, you know, we, we, we have these things which we're blessed with. And I always say that, you know, social media is good 
and it's evil because it sometimes yeah. gets it comes sometimes gets into that comparison spirit i think that the enemy likes to bring upon us how, what what would you tell our listeners how do you deal with that comparison spirit no that's huge and i think like you said exactly social media is such a blessing but boy if you start scrolling through social media oh. like as as, a, as pastors you start scrolling through social media on sunday <laughs> afternoon and you might have had a great service that morning but you feel like a loser by 5 p.m. You know? yeah right right i know so i I don't know. I mean, it's, it's something that our generation, I'm, I'm older than you are. So my generation, your generation, and probably the kids coming up, I mean, everybody's going to have to navigate that finding their identity in Christ separate from social media and just using mm. it as the tool that it is not as an identity definer, which is not easy. It's easier said than done. Yeah. Amen. Especially when everything's coming at us, you know, these, the millennials and the Gensers, you know, they're constantly in this FOMO, right? Feel of, missing yeah. out you know they you know they see somebody having a party and they weren't invited and oh my gosh it's like the enemy loves to isolate us and when he isolates totally. he, gets to, he gets to manipulate us and so i think you know one of the, th- the thing i loved about the valley family church is that you guys bring everybody together you've got these ministries you've got these things you know back to the basics and i think the basics of the gospel is so important you know uh i know you know you, you're in, you're in the you know you're in the charisma field and and, and the genre but how do we because i know sometimes and you know i've been in churches i you know i helped start a charismatic church and but i sometimes in the charismatic world everybody's everything is always a sign right everything's always there you know and i always say listen rocks are hard water's wet you know we live in a natural world you know <laughs> yes. and and sometimes we just have to get back to the basics on that so how how do you how do you preach that? How do you teach people just to get the basics of, of God and, and, and the yeah. foundation thereof? Totally. Oh my gosh. I love that question. It's the million dollar question because you know, people, unfortunately just humans, we can easily become hyper spiritual and maybe over spiritualized things, or we can become so carnal. We're not even spiritually discerning anything. Mm. So we just ultimately try to take people back to the word. And the way I say it is this, it's like, you know, when we were all growing up and going to school back in the day when I was in kindergarten and first grade, we had spirit, we had phonics. That's how I learned to read, like was with phonics. Yeah. And sometimes in the Christian world, people become a Christian, they get saved, they're fired up, but they never go to spiritual kindergarten. They never learn spiritual phonics. So the dots aren't connecting and they start filling mm. in, you know, gaps and they have pieces to the puzzle, if you will, but they don't even know what the box top looks like. So what I do, my my passion is to take people through a process, literally just a process of line upon line. Let's get these basic pillars and, you know, side puzzle pieces in place. And then the Holy Spirit can help them fill in the middle pieces over the course of their life. But if those pieces aren't in place, then with a faulty foundation or not, or no foundation, boy, they're, they're prey for the enemy. I think a lot of people get taken out way too soon in their Christian walk not because they're bad people, but because they have no foundation to build their Christian life on. And so, yeah, that's a major passion. I mean, the way I do it is that we have, I've written a bunch of books. We have an online university where people can take courses for free and get established in these things because it's, it's essential. That's so amazing. I love that. Free. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Go to the website, baby, and sign up on that. Listen, you know, it, it's so true because 
you know, sometimes we just overthink stuff. I call them the Roman candle Christians, right? They come in, they get yeah. saved, they hear a great message, they get an altar call, they give their life to Jesus. And then, in, you know, 90 days, they get hit with something, something happens, and all of a sudden they burn out. And I think we, like you talk about, building these disciples are, are really important and having discipleship and to really come in there and helping people walk through this together. And what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to give your life to Jesus? It's a big deal. You know, it's a big and, deal. Uh, yeah. 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 And so when you guys walk this, tell us about your team that you help people walk these things through. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, we do it kind of on two fronts. We have, you know, the church, Valley Family Church. And so, of course, we're always making disciples in church through small groups, through courses, through online connect. In the basics with Beth side of things, which is basically an outreach of our church. Then through the books, we have, I think I've written like 20 books, all pretty much helping people get the basics. So through an online uh, course structure, the Basics University, we literally mentor them with video teaching, with some chat room, you know, they can ask questions, they can get clarifications. And, um, and the books I've written are mostly workbooks. So they're really an opportunity, at least the Bible study ones, for people to get in their own Bible, fill in the blanks, so that way it gets in their heart. It's not just like, if they're not hard questions, but the more people, as you know, the more people get in their own Bibles, read the scriptures, come to conclusions, it like gets in them and becomes a part of their Christian experience as opposed to just head knowledge. I love that you got tools for people to follow up on that stuff because it's so important, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's one thing to give your life to Jesus, which is a huge, huge thing, but then to follow up, have courses because we need that. We need that. We need constant, you know, I'm 11, I'm 11 year old Christian. And so when I first gave my life to Jesus, it was amazing. The Holy spirit came in and it was like Disney on turbocharge, man. It was like, everything was beautiful <laughs> and it was great. But then I had a sinker. I had some time. And then by the grace of God, I had a great uh, pastor and we got connected in, at this church called watermark here in Dallas for a while. And it was really good the way they mentored me through that and carried me through the difficult times because you're going to have difficult times even though you, you you give your life to Jesus as we all know and so having oh, that yeah. have it, having that discipleship having those that that those resources that you guys have provided I think I, I love that now you, you talk about the four questions that we must answer if we want to reinvent our lives in a substantial way what are those questions Beth and and where did they come from yeah no great thank you well those questions I mean really those questions are the crux of my new book reinvent and basically, they came from Second Kings chapter 4. And this mm. is a sort of a message God gave me many, many years ago. I've shared it like numerous times and ways over the years. But it's just one of those life messages. So it's the story of a single mom with two boys. And you mentioned you were raised by a single mom. That's I right. also was raised by a single mom. I'm the oldest of four girls. Oh, wow. So, I, you know, you and I both get that's a, that's a world. That's a whole upbringing yep. and a whole experience. And so in this story of a single mom with two boys, you know, the creditors were coming to take, take her stuff and take her boys mm -hmm. because her husband had just mm -hmm. died. And so she says, she goes to Elisha the prophet and he asked her four questions. Two of the questions are pretty obvious, but the other two are embedded in the story. So what I do in the book is I unpack all four of those questions with a lot of practical, like step-by-step -step stuff based on everything you and I are talking about. The four questions are these. Question number one, he says to her, what do you want? And so she mm. had to dig deep and discern that desire, right? Mm. Question mm -hmm. number two was, what do you have? And in her mm. case, she just had a little small pot of anointing oil. 
And she didn't think she had anything, but she did have that. And we talk in the book how God will use what we have. He never, he never uses what we don't have. It's always what we have. But the thing is, we have more than we think. And we don't even realize half the time, all of us don't realize so many assets and things that we do actually have that God will use. So we sort of okay. talk about that in multiple, multiple chapters. Then the third question is sort of embedded in the story. But the question is, what will you do? And in mm. her story, she was told to do four things, specific, four specific things. And again, we, you know, like I say, dive into all that in great detail in the book. The fourth question, which to me is the most important one, is why will you do it? And in her case, the last words Elisha said to her after she did everything he said to do, um, then, then she came and you know, said to him, okay, you know, God multiplied the oil. Oh, my gosh, what do I do? And so then he said, go sell the oil, pay your debts. You and your mm. son live on the rest. And I feel like for you and I as Christians, and I'm, I, know you, I know you will resonate with this, one of our biggest whys for doing anything in life, and especially succeeding and, you know, reinventing, is to pay our gospel debt. We have a gospel debt to pay, to preach the gospel to this whole world. And it takes Christians that are innovative, creative, reinventive, empowered by the Spirit. And that was the last thing you said to her, go pay your debt, which I believe we have that gospel debt. But then the very last words he said, and you and your sons live on the rest. And there's something mm. in God's heart, and you said it, John 10, 10, there's something in God's heart about wanting his kids to live a joyful, enjoyable, laughter-filled kind of life. And so we end the book on that note, just that that's what this whole reinvention process is about. Pay your gospel debt and live your life, people, John 10, 10, you know, live this abundant <laughs> life. <laughs> Come on, sister, preach it. I love it. Man, I'm getting. I felt the Holy Spirit on that. That is so powerful. I love those four questions. It's that's awesome. And uh, so, all right, I want to I want to digress just for a bit. I want to ask you about your amazing husband, Jeff. Okay, how did yes. you guys meet? How did you guys meet? And uh, partnering with him on this church, how is that? I mean, you guys have been married what thirty years? <laughs> yes, over thirty years. What year is this? Come on, this is two thousand. We've been married thirty-four <laughs> years. Oh my God! Awesome. Thirty-four years. I, I love it. I love it. Me too. Yeah. I've been married thirty-four years. So how? Uh, how, cool. how so, so how did you and Jeff meet first of all, and then how was it when you guys started this uh, amazing church? How was that working with each other? Yeah. No. Great question. We actually went to high school together, but oh, wow. we did not know each other in high school, and neither one of us were Christians in high school. So I knew who he was. He was two years older than I was. So it was 10 years after high school, some friends kind of reintroduced us to one another on, on a semi-blind date, and um, we just clicked and hit it off, and it was one of those God things. We literally spent 40 days together, and then we got <laughs> engaged, which I highly do not recommend to our children. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But hey, it worked. Great. 34 years, it worked. But no, it was, it was such a God thing. And, you know, Jeff is, was a very successful businessman in Lansing, really quite successful in business and yet always felt the call to ministry. So when mm. he and I met and got, you know, engaged and married and stuff, we both felt a call to do something for God. We didn't know what that would look like, but went to Bible school and uh, served at that Bible school for a number of years after graduation and then felt the call to come back to Michigan and to plant a church in Kalamazoo and so here we are 30 years later, almost 30 years later in terms of pastoring. So it's been a great journey. 
That's incredible. That's good. Now, why did you pick Kalamazoo? Well, we tried to go to North Carolina. That was our first okay. choice. <laughs> I got you. That was wow. what we yeah. wanted. And like, uh -huh. literally, we went on a spy out the land trip. Jeff and I took a trip to North Carolina with every intention of starting a church in like Chapel Hill area. Mm -hmm. And um, the whole time we were there thinking about starting a church and then talking to city, like, city planners, and I literally to start a church. The whole time we were there, we felt scratchy inside. There was no peace whatsoever. Mm. So finally, we just said, oh, forget it. We're not going to go to North Carolina. So we just went to the beach and hung out for a couple of days. <laughs> so then we kept praying, like, God, where do you want us? We know we're supposed to, to start a church somewhere, you know, where. And through a series of events, we just kept feeling drawn back to Michigan. We're Michiganders. Mm. We get we get the Michigan thing, you know. Sure, and, right. Um, so it just felt like God's peace drawing us back. And I had gone to school in Kalamazoo at Western Michigan University for a couple of years before I transferred to Boston. So we knew Kalamazoo. and It just felt right. It just had that peace, you know, on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how we got here. Wow. That's incredible. That's awesome. Well, you know, you're in a beautiful part of Michigan, and uh, it's an amazing state. It's the only state that everybody carries with them. Right. Yeah, you can just that's open, right. All you have to do is look <laughs> at your hand and say, here's where I live, you know. Uh, oh, I so, know right uh, where you live. You live I right you by the thumb. I got you. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. In fact, my uh, my grandfather had a place up there in Port Huron up at Grindstone City at the very tip of the thumb and spent a lot of wonderful summers up there in, in Grindstone City, Michigan. So it's got some fond oh, memories cool. up there. It's beautiful. And then Traverse City and, and uh, oh, yeah. Gaylord and all that area up north. It's just it's beautiful. That whole there's this place called the Devil's Elbow up there in northern Michigan, right just uh, uh, south of the, the Straits of Mackinac, which is just incredible. But, yeah, it's a beautiful spot up there, and the part of year end is great. And so I, I look at your church. It looks amazing. And uh, so you guys have got – this is the fourth building I think you all built. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, it's huge. I mean, what is it, like 50 million square feet? I mean, what, what is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty big. It's like 87,000 square. It's big. And, oh, wow. Um, so, but it's it's a great building. It's on the highway on I-94, halfway between Detroit and Chicago. So the location is phenomenal. And yeah. um, great people. We have a great church family. I mean, they're they're the real deal, real people that love Jesus and are passionate about helping others, you know, come to Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. And so if if, uh, if somebody wanted to buy your book today because it's out, how do they go buy this amazing book called Reinvent by Beth Jones? Uh, thank you. They can go to reinventbook.co, and they can get all the details there. And uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm praying, I've been praying for every person that reads this book that they will experience the God touch as they're reading it to reinvent their lives. That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad. I'm just honored that I can do this podcast with you on the day that this book comes out. I just, it's just really cool. Here it is, May 5th, 2020. Now, my my last question is, how has it been since you guys have gone online here recently in the last, what, four or five Sundays? How is it going online? I'm sure you've got thousands and thousands of people watching you guys online, but is it, is it been a different, has it been a pivot and an adjustment for you all? Yes, big time, big time adjustment and pivot, as you said. I mean, truly a reinvention, honestly, for every church. Yeah, and it's been awesome. You know, in a lot of ways, it's been awesome because more people have access to a church service and to our our ministry, and we can reach into homes like you know like never before, really. Um, but also, of course, we all want to gather. We miss our church family and sure. you know just hugging people and all those things. But 
from an outreach standpoint, honestly, it's been pretty phenomenal. And we're praying like every, I'm sure every pastor is, we're really praying about what does the new normal look like now that everyone's mm. used to this? What does right. the new normal look like when we go back together? What's a hybrid kind of a deal going to be? I mean, I, well, it remains to be seen, but um, it's been good. It's certainly put everybody, you know, Johnny on the spot. We have got to reinvent right now. And I think that's been a good thing for the church, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, it's crazy. It's, it's, you know, I mean, the enemy overplayed his hand in this whole thing because yes. I think there's going to, I see, I see an awakening out there in, in, in uh, the Christian community and across the world. I mean, cause, cause we're all experiencing this at the same time globally. Yeah. And, and it's just, I think it's an opportune time for people like you and Jeff to get out there and, and share the message and teach the basics and, uh, and do this. <laughs> and you're, and you're, and you're used to being on TV. I mean, I've seen your picture in here. I get why you like Keith because you got an amazing million dollar smile and, uh, you, and Jeff, <laughs> you and Jeff look so great but I love it that you guys are just embracing this you've got an amazing attitude and uh, yeah I, I'm just so proud of your book coming out here because everybody needs to go buy this book uh, reinvent it's, it's the time it is such a time as this and and God's timing is so perfect so Beth thank you so much for spending time with us here we appreciate it uh, check out Valley Family Church in Kalamazoo Michigan if you're there stop by when we're open <laughs> and stop by yes, and say hi yes. to everybody Hey, go on, go online, you know, donate to her church and uh, Jeff's church, give them, uh, you know, uh, pour into them, bless them, buy the book and uh, the Basics University. If, if people want to do this Basics University, how do they go about doing that? If they just go to the basicswithbeth.com, then they'll okay. find everything they, they need to find. That's awesome. That any last, Michael, you're any the last, best. Yes. Oh, you're well, so I just kind. Say, Thank you. I just want yeah, to you're the ahead. best. You're a great host and you're fun. And I'm so glad we have those common roots in Michigan and single parents. Oh I gosh. think that's pretty cool. Can I yeah, just and ca invite and Catholic people upbringing. Yes, yes. And the Catholic ahead, upbringing. Please. I know. You could be yeah. my brother for all I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Can I invite people? The last thing we're doing with this book launch is tonight on Facebook Live at The Basics with Beth. We are doing a Cinco de Mayo Taco Tuesday book launch awesome. party, and they are invited. We'd love to have them join us. Oh, you're so fun. I love how fun you are. I love that you bring humor into the into the gospel because I think it, we need levity in there. We need that you yes. know not not to be down and out, but be glorious and be happy where we're at and have have some humor too. And you and Jeff look yeah. like you guys have a great time up there on stage and, and ministering to your flock. So, Father, I, I thank you for this time with Beth. I thank you for all the blessings that she's bestowing on from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and all across the world. And we ask for supernatural favor over her book launch reinvent today go get it folks in jesus' name amen Beth, amen. thank you so much well done thank please you michael jeff, please tell jeff that uh, your brother from another mother is says <laughs> hi i <laughs> will so do much. it for sure thank, thank you, you and so if you're much. like Calum, you come see us you got it you got it thank you okay god bless hey friends please remember to rate review subscribe and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.